Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and Linda will not be joining me today, so this will be a quick news flash episode, but I just kind of want to give you a preview of what's to come. We're going to talk about Lord of the Rings. We're going to talk about Travis Scott's new deal with A24. We're going to talk about why Scream 5, or Scream, hasn't released a trailer yet. And we're also going to talk about Hollywood inequality as studios refuse to offer digital screeners to press. Uh, All of this is super interesting, but we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. We had really nothing to review this week. And um, I did want to let you know right off the top that I will disclose what the opening weekend for the Suicide Squad did. That way we can kind of compare and contrast me and Linda's answers and hopefully get you a little closure on that. Um, But we have so much to talk about. So without further ado, let's get into the news bit. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? Grab some gear that you already have and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and help support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Denise Petsky of Deadline writes, The Lord of the Rings TV series gets Amazon Prime premiere date and first looked photo. Filming wrapped today on Season 1 of Amazon Studios' Lord of the Rings TV series, and now we have a premiere date. The studio has set Friday, September 2nd, 2022, for the debut of the first season of the yet-to-be-titled series. New episodes will be released weekly, exclusively on Prime Video in more than 240 territories and countries worldwide. Amazon Studios also released the first series image tied to the wrap of filming in New Zealand. It is a shot from the first episode of the series, but the studio is staying mum for now on the characters and the actor featured in the photo. Developed by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, the Lord of the Rings series is described as, quote, an epic drama set in the Second Age of Middle-earth, thousands of years before the events of the Lord of the Rings films and novels by J.R.R. Tolkien. Development on the series began in 2017, and in November of that year, Amazon purchased the television rights to The Lord of the Rings for nearly $250 million. Subsequently, the studio made a five-season production commitment worth around $1 billion. Given this commitment, the Amazon original is making history as the most expensive TV series ever mounted. Shirley Halperin of Variety writes, Travis Scott's Cactus Jack Inc.'s production deal with A24. 
Travis Scott's Cactus Jack Films has signed a production deal with A24, the content studio who is behind films like Moonlight, The Florida Project, Midsummer, and Uncut Gems, and television series such as Rami and Euphoria. Scott and Cactus Jack will produce movies in partnership with A24, which was revealed on Scott's Instagram and A24's with an image of a script bearing the word Utopia, covered with a marker. A24 has received some 25 Academy Award nominations and is affiliated with several Oscar winners including Room, The Lighthouse, and Ex Machina. Cactus Jack is the multi-product mini-empire of Scott's, which includes alliances with McDonald's and Fortnite, among other brands that feature elements of fashion, gaming, and filmmaking. The first special project to launch with A24 is in the works and will align with Scott's upcoming album, according to insiders. Corey Chichizola of Cinema Blend writes, Why Scream 5 hasn't released a trailer yet, according to the director. As far as modern film franchises go, there are few quite as significant as Scream. As such, moviegoers were thrilled when it was announced that a fifth movie was coming, with the original trio of stars returning to reprise their roles. But fans are also dying for a trailer, and although Scream 5's director explained why the slasher hasn't revealed any footage just yet, People are still antsy. Ready or Not directors Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette are taking on the mantle, and the latter filmmaker recently explained why crafting a trailer for Scream is such a difficult task. When speaking about the franchise's notoriously high security, he said, quote, That's going to be a challenge with the trailer. There's a lot in this movie that can get spoiled really easily, so we're curious to see how the marketing department is going to thread the needle, because it's a very narrow one. Jill Pantazzi of Variety writes, Hollywood inequity persists as studios refuse to offer digital screeners. It seems like every year there's a new plea for equality and better treatment in Hollywood. Why? The answer is simple. Things aren't equal, and they haven't been for a very, very long time. If you're in one of the entertainment unions, you're likely used to getting streaming links and DVDs around award seasons, but there's something journalists typically have access to year-round for their coverage. They're more often used for reviewing television series because, of course, everyone wants to see films at an in-theater screening, but that changed with the arrival of the COVID-19 pandemic. At this point, we all know far too well the adaptations everyone has had to make because of it, some simply difficult, others traumatic and life-changing. But after realizing their film slates were in jeopardy, studios shifted to streaming their movies for consumers and for journalists, giving access to digital movie screeners. Now that some are assuming it's fine to, quote, go back to normal, those screeners that were made available so quickly and easily have somehow started to disappear. Due to the pandemic accommodations, countless journalists have had access to something they never would have had otherwise, and we don't want it to end. The screening links started dying up over the last month or so, with studios and publicists explaining, quote, it's our strong desire that critics see the film in theaters. Those were the responses that came from the PR professionals, small and large studios, outsourced or direct, when we asked for what has become the norm. Retaining digital screeners for good is one of the easiest ways around to deal with an accessibility hurdle. So, why would we want it to end? And that concludes your last week's news update.
you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers a few distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other perks combined. And who knows, there may be a super secret tier waiting to be discovered. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but there is certainly a problem with digital screeners and accessibility hurdles that journalists are currently having. And I just want to say that I'm even on the receiving end of that. There have been multiple times over the course of the last year that I've been able to get a hold of certain screeners. And, you know, the case may be true, for instance, with um, streaming platforms that the accessibility hurdle is a little lower, right? You're able to get a hold of certain screeners in certain properties that debut on platforms like Netflix, on Amazon, on HBO Max. But there are other, you know, opportunities that journalists have been able to get with, you know, big time studios um, that have normally held their uh, in in person, like theatrical events for new film releases. And so those screenings are beginning to become the norm again. And journalists all across the world are a a little concerned that they're not going to be able to uh, keep up with the amount of content that they have been able to over the past year. And, um, you know, they're kind of calling on studios to make digital screeners the norm going forward. Not saying that we have to completely demolish the in-person theatrical screenings, but it's more so about accessibility to people that aren't in LA or New York or any other, you know, film hotspot in the US. Um, people like me who reside in Nebraska and don't have the ability to get their hands on certain properties, you know, of course, with the the streaming services, it's a lot easier, like I mentioned before. And I'll tell you from personal experience that I have not as much trouble getting access to content from them that I do the normal production studios. And I must say that, you know, I understand where this accessibility hurdle is, um, where the accessibility hurdle is really hindering the performance of journalists all across the country. And I just hope that we can find a way to bring it together. Um, in other news, you know, we have Travis Scott's A24 deal. I'm really curious to know what that is, especially since it's coinciding with an album release. I think that's really neat. We also got comments on why uh, Scream 5 may be taking a little bit longer or Scream um, maybe taking a little bit longer to get a trailer released. And mostly it's because they're trying to juggle spoilers. They gave the cast multiple scripts, multiple endings. They shot it a few different ways. So we're really trying to crack down on spoilage and really ruining the experience of watching Scream for the first time on the big screen. 
And I really appreciate that the directors are doing that, but I'm curious to know how much they're going to give away in the trailers. But I have a gut feeling that we're going to find out in the next couple of months, so we shouldn't have to wait too long for that. And uh, finally, the Lord of the Rings series has finished shooting, and uh, I'm kind of excited for this. Not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I'm always willing to check it out. So that is one show that I kind of can't wait, and hopefully... You know, for people like me who binged Game of Thrones, were able to finally experience something that's told the right way and, you know, kind of get that epic feeling with a property that everyone knows and loves. So I absolutely cannot wait for that, surprisingly, as I am not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. But uh, that is the news for this week. Um, next, I want to get into box office projection. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. As of now, we are about 5 subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team to be able to accomplish this. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Welcome to Box Office Projection, the weekly segment that we have on the Into the Borough podcast where me and Linda and or any other guests try and predict what the new release will do opening weekend. This week we had The Suicide Squad. Um, I predicted a pretty strong $55 million. It's a pretty bold prediction. And Linda predicted a $40 million opening for that movie. So what did it end up doing? Well, if you've seen any of the analysis coming out of Hollywood and um, the insider trades, the Suicide Squad opened with a $26.5 million opening as the industry considers the impact of streaming and COVID variants. So you might be asking yourself, what? Well, you know, how did Jungle Cruise make more money than the Suicide Squad? And I think there's a couple different reasons for that, right? I think, yes, I I think the the industry analysts are right in their in their you know in their prediction that as the COVID variants start to ramp up and increase, and people are becoming more and more wary of their environment and starting to wear masks again, and all these different requirements coming back, um, you know, going to something like the Suicide Squad, which basically is a soft reboot of sorts, doesn't seem like it's worth it to a lot of people. Uh, not only that, but you also have it streaming on HBO Max. So I can tell you that I know several people who were going to go watch it on HBO Max and who weren't going to make it out to the theater. Now, I went out to the theater. Um, I had a night off, and I went out to the theater, and I watched it, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really solid movie, but I I also have to understand, too, that it's a rated R property, and as much as you know, rated R properties have the potential to make in the COVID era, it's simply just not doable, it seems. You know, I remember the days when we were talking about Halloween's, you know, the 2018 uh, Halloween's opening weekend and how much of a smashing success that was. And, you know, that was back in simpler times. We didn't have as many streaming options. We didn't have, 
COVID, obviously, which is playing a big part of it. Um, it's not impossible for rated R films to make a lot of money, but it's more so the case now with with COVID that you know everything is kind of coming to a head, and we're starting to see um, spikes, and that is unfortunately um, causing the industry a little bit of concern and a little bit of harm on the back end. That's not to say that The Suicide Squad is a bad movie. I quite liked it. It had a $4.1 million opening on Thursday night, um, and it was touted kind of as like the best rated R start uh, for a film in the pandemic era. The problem is um, that, you know, with with it being on HBO Max, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, the teens and a lot of the college age crowd are going to stay home and watch it on HBO Max because why not? Uh it's technically cheaper that way for them in their mind. So it makes sense. It's, it's target audience, you know, are the type of people that, that might want to stay more at home for something like this. And, uh, it's a little unfortunate, but I'm hoping that at some point we get back up to where, you know, things can start making 50, 50 to 70 million, you know, um, birds of prey open to 33 million, just, just, uh, for reference there. And, um, so the Suicide Squad technically made less than Birds of Prey did, and Birds of Prey was also rated R, I believe. Um, actually, let me fact check that because I don't I don't quite remember if Birds of Prey was yeah Birds of Prey was rated R. Okay, cool. Uh, but uh, I do recommend that you go watch the Suicide Squad uh, just because it's a whole lot of fun. I really like the cast. I think that James Gunn's adaptation is so much more colorful and playful, and it kind of takes turns. Um, when you least expect it. And that's like the best way to watch a movie, I think, is to just never know what what quite is going on. And uh, I recommend that you see that. But that is box office projection. This week, we have Free Guy, and we also have Don't Breathe 2. Free Guy, let me look this up right now, uh, because I'm curious to know what the industry is predicting for it. so they're expecting anywhere from 30 to 40 million essentially is what I'm seeing on free guy. And then I'm sure don't breathe, uh, two probably has a much lower number, probably, you know, in the teens, probably anywhere from 13 to 15 million. Um, and that'll probably be max too. Uh, we're not going to have a prediction this week just because Linda's not here to make the prediction with me, but I just kind of wanted to shout out, you know, what could potentially happen with free guy and with don't breathe. But, you know, again, as the Delta variant picks up, who knows if people are actually going to want to go out and see free guy and, or don't breathe in theaters, Clifford, the big red dog movie, uh, that was supposed to premiere on September 17th has been pushed back. And, um, you know, we're kind of just all anxiously waiting for more and more properties to start taking taking the hint and uh, kind of bowing down gracefully. So uh, we'll keep you updated here on the Into the Borough podcast. Um, but that is all for box office projection. All right. And you know what's last. We have what's new to streaming. So obviously, I'm going to get the big one out of the way. The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn-directed film, is on HBO Max. Uh, If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend going to see it in theaters if you feel comfortable doing so and if you're socially distanced and wearing your mask. Um, I think it's the right way to see the movie. We also have Cooking with Paris, which is on Netflix. Um, The Simple Life star Paris Hilton gives the rich fish-out-of-water format another go with a cooking show, even though she doesn't have culinary training and isn't really a home cook either. 
Um, so I guess if you like Paris Hilton, you can go watch that. And finally, we have Obama in Pursuit of a More Perfect Union, which is on HBO as well. From filmmaker Peter W. Kunhart helms this three-part documentary series about a popular documentary subject, former President Barack Obama. He's already been the subject of scads of books, docs, and even dramatized films, but Lorraine Alley of the Los Angeles Times says the series, quote, sets itself apart by taking a deeper look at the multitude of issues that surfaced after America finally chose its first black president. I do encourage you to go check out some of those. They at least sound interesting this week. You know, some weeks when we do the what's new to streaming segment, I'm always like, that sounds dumb. And uh, this week, it actually sounds like it's a pretty good lineup. So there's a lot for you to watch. Um, but that is all for today's episode of the Into the Burrow podcast. Stay tuned for next week when we have a guest back on. I'm pretty sure it'll be Linda next week. Linda will be back to discuss some news, and um, I can't wait to kind of talk to her about Scream. I'm sure we'll get a couple more news bits there. Um, I'm also kind of sad I didn't get her opinion on the Travis Scott A24 deal that is in place right now because I think that she would have interesting things to say about that. Um, she is a fan of A24, but you know, A24 is weird. We all get it. Um, but thank you so much for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and share this with your friends and family, especially those who like entertainment news or like films, movies, TV, anything like that. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.